happening? This your boy, Natty Free. I want to welcome you all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank you all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do. We enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 69, and um, I am just honored to be the chosen vessel to steward over this ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. Thank you all for your love offerings, your prayers, uh, your well wishes, whatever it is that you do to support this show. Um, it's truly appreciated. Um, this show continues to have a consistent, sustainable listenership. And um, it's something that I don't take for granted. You know what I'm saying? So thank you all for your support. You know, I, I truly appreciate you all. Um, I feel like the Holy Spirit gave me three different things to touch on. And they kind of, they kind of, cover a variety of things so walk with me as we go into this um the first thing i want to talk about and sorry if i sound like a broken record on here sometimes but uh i was talking to my friend and he was talking about uh i reached out to him you know my brother in christ and i just you know you know i just encouraged him you know he's he's in the season of engagement and i was just encouraging him like man you know how do you feel man isn't it so awesome to be one step closer to making it official with your best friend. Um, and he just was so thankful for the positivity. He was talking about how he's heard nothing but negativity. Um, a lot of warnings, a lot of, oh man, this is where the hard work comes. A lot of warnings as opposed to encouragement and excitement. And so uh, we kind of got to dibble and dabble back and forth. And I even touched on this when my wife and I got home. Um, is that uh, we need to understand God's purpose for things. Um, when we focus on society standard for things or definition of things, it can be stressful. You know, when we think about money, the way the world thinks about money, when we think about marriage, when we think about uh, parenthood, when we think about mental health, everything, the way the world thinks of it, of course, is going to be stressful, you know, um, Marriage is meant to to be a blessing. It's meant to be an honor. You know, uh, somebody reached out to me, asked me how I feel to be married. And I told them I feel amazing. Like, I'm married to my best friend. Like I get to spend the rest of my life, whether that's one week, one year, 50 years, 100 years uh, with Felicia, you know, and uh, I was just telling him, you know, like it's it's about that perspective. Right. And so um yeah, you know, I'm I'm not foolish, right? Like, I'm not going into being married with Felicia thinking everything is going to be perfect, that we're going to agree on everything, that everything is just going to be um, smooth sailing. But the beautiful part of it is I get to go through that with Felicia and the Lord. And uh, there's no one that I, I was talking to my boy at work and I was like, you know, um, <laughs> I, I was like, I enjoy having disagreements. I enjoy um, going through trials and tribulations because me and my wife get to experience the Lord's goodness together and we get to grow, you know, um, you know, these things are for our bad, they're for our good. Right. You know, so it's like when we are going through hard times, you know, it's like, I look at it as a time to really have my faith tested, to grow deeper into the word, to draw near to him. Um, and I, and I also see hard times, um, as a great experience to see him show up in a new way. You know, I think about all my hardships, whether it was having to move from place to place, whether it was relationships, whether it was finances, the house burning down, <clears throat> you know, people passing, 
through these different hardships, through these different situations, I was able to experience God's goodness in so many different ways so that when new Goliaths, new storms, new trials and tribulations come up, um, I'm able to remember how he showed up in all these different ways, right? And so uh, it's just all about perspective, man. So uh, I just want to encourage anybody who who may be who may be in a situation or in a space where, cause I've been in a space like that, where, you know, I remember I was dating this girl and I told her, you know, that one day I want to start my own business. And the first thing that she said was, Oh, 95% of people who start businesses flop within the first year. You know what I'm saying? There was no encouragement. There was no type of, you know, whatever. And so, um, I say that to say that I understand what it's like to be in an environment that uh, may not be so encouraging, that may not be supportive. So um, I just want you to know uh, that uh, when you see things from God's perspective, when you see things in God from God's purpose, um, it's not so stressful, you know. And I also just want to offer encouragement to anyone out there who just may be in a season where they there may be a job opportunity that they're thinking about taking or you know uh they may you, you may be in the engagement season i know so many people who are engaged right now or who are considering getting engaged uh you know whether you're shopping for a home or whatever you're doing some some type of process i just want to offer you encouragement you know what i'm saying just to uh offer you encouragement let you know that uh as long as you operate in God's will, it'll be fine, you know. Um, but that was just that's just a big thing that uh, I, that's got me through life is understanding God's purpose for things, you know, whether it be grief, um, whether it be, uh, you know, just anything, you know, certain situations that could have and should have broken me have actually made me. So it's like I think about marriage and how marriage has been such a blessing for me because it's caused me to exercise humility. I think that um, if we're honest, that we lie a lot about ourselves, that we say we're certain things, but we're not. We say that we're loving. We say that we're patient. We say that we're all these things. But when you get tested, when it's time to be patient for real, in times that you don't want to be patient or times that are inconvenient, that's when you get to see if you're really patient. You know, It's easy to say I'm patient when... Um, it's easy, it's easy to be patient, to patiently wait on my, on my tax return. If I have 10 grand in my account, it's another thing to patiently wait on my tax return. when I have $10, right? You get where I'm coming from. So it's like, uh, marriage is a beautiful space because it's, it's, uh, and fatherhood too, has really shown me spaces that I need to work on and I need to, uh, be more diligent on because like I said, um, we can lie so much and because we have social media, we can present ourselves a certain way where, you know, people will say, oh man, you're so loving, you're so caring and you'll eat it up. You'll really believe that you are these things when in reality, you're not so much. And so what marriage has done has shown me, marriage and fatherhood has shown me the true me, the real me. And it's allowed me to work on myself and to work on my heart and to work on healing myself and to be a better person 
um, for my family and to glorify the Lord. And it's made me a better brother, uh, a better cousin, a better whatever, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, it's such a blessing, you know, marriage, marriage is such a blessing. It's not um, the blessings that the world thinks of sex, money, this stuff. It's, It's the blessings of just the experience to be able to be in that, you know, marriage is a gift, right? And so, um, it's just a beautiful thing, man. So I, I, I just, I don't know who needs to hear this, but I just want to encourage you that whatever you're going through, just know that those things aren't meant to break you. They're meant to grow you. I think about all those times that I was walking in the rain, those times where, you know, I was catching, you know, catching jump bikes. Those times when my account was in the neck was in the negative. It was meant to, uh, make me humble it was meant to uh grow me it was meant to uh you know help me appreciate the small things you know it's like you know people will look at me and it's like man you just be so you be so into such simple things but it's like when i didn't have nothing when when the lord really broke me down to the minimum i was able to appreciate more of the smaller things like being present, you know, like when you got money, when you got stuff, when you have everything, you could afford not to be present because you got stuff, right? But when you ain't got nothing, when all you got is each other, when all you got is just the bare minimum, you know, uh, being present is more of a premium, right? And so uh, that's just, uh, I don't know, man, it's just a beautiful thing. So whatever you're going through in life, uh, let that thing grow you. Um, whether it be grief, whether it be hardships uh, financially, uh, hardships in your relationship, hard kids with your time, I mean, h- hardships with your kids, hardships with just anything, you know, your living situation, maybe um, you ain't, you know, you, you, you're homeless. I don't know, maybe going through something. Um, but just know that those t- these times are meant to build something in you. And they're also meant to kill something. In you. you know, a lot of you know, uh, I've, I've, I've died so much in my marriage. I've died so much in my season of fatherhood. I've died so much. And in that death, I've been given life. I've been given freedom because I've died to certain things that were holding me back. I've died to certain things that were uh, poisoning me spiritually. And it's, it's, it's given me life to be able to love on Felicia in a certain way, to be able to love on Paul, to be there for Constantine. But I've, I've had to die. So uh, a lot of those things that seem inconvenient, they meant to kill you. <laughs> it's meant to kill you. And it's meant to kill something that's, that, that, that you don't need in you, something that may be holding you back, man. But uh, I could go on all day on that, man. Um, like I said, there was three different points that the Lord definitely wanted me to get into. So, uh, uh, that was, that was one of them. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, on, on the third one, but I'll just jump into a second one. So, uh, one thing that's been real disheartening to me, uh, the more and more that I go around the world and the more and more I talk to people is how, how negative the connotations to things are instantly if it, it's associated with blackness. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I won't really get too deep into it, but I'll just say this. Um, 
next time you see something that's predominantly black or something that's run by blacks or something that's I don't know, just um whatever, just know that black people are capable of doing the same stuff that other people are capable of, of doing. Um the reason why I say this is because I noticed that like if there's a black establishment, a black neighborhood, or just something that, that has black people in it, um that we that that uh society automatically assumes negative things right and the sad part is is that black people have bought that too that um that that they're less than black people have bought into the fact that they are inferior that they are at the bottom of this of this of this society and just based on the way america runs yes like black people are at the absolute bottom right but uh as they would say it's a mindset thing right and so uh i just want to let any black listener know uh who's listening to this know not to accept that you know um the unfortunate part is is that when we learn about history in america for black folks it starts with slavery right but it doesn't end with slavery. There's so much more to it. And so uh, a lot of times what you see is you see black people, you know, whether it's trying to date, whether it's um, you try to elevate beyond your people, you know, whether it's uh, you try to be better than your people, you know, whether it's um, dating, whether it's, uh, you know, money, education, um, the way you talk, the way you look, um, who you hang out with. You do all these things to elevate yourself and to be one of the good ones. And I remember um, that used to sound dope to me, you know, being one of the good ones, not being considered ghetto. And I remember, uh, you know, just spending more time with the people in my neighborhood and just, uh, <laughs> you know, just just being around them and just loving those people, hearing their stories. And I remember uh, there was this white girl. And um, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I'm from Mac Row, I'm from South Sac. And she was like, there's no way you're from South Sac. And I was like, what? And she was like, you're nothing like those people. And for a lot of black people, that's a source of pride. It's like, it's like being better than black, being better than your people. And um, my response to her was that I'm no different than them, you know, and that, uh, the difference between me and them is simply just um, a few decisions, a few choices. You know, a lot of people that I came up with who did or locked up or whatever, um, we came up together. You know, uh, I said in previous episodes, you know, like, you know, D. Weeze and them, they used to come over to our house and eat burritos. I used to play basketball with them. I used to go to their house. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really grew up with those people. Like, those are, those are people that I came up with. You know, there's certain cats that you know, or in these streets and they're on dope or whatever, or selling dope, whatever that I grew up with, that it was just simply a small, um, a small decision of not going to this place or not doing this, not doing that. And then like I was telling my wife, um, I had a particular skill that people seemed valuable. You know, um, when people found out about my writing, um, I became someone that that people seen 
seen value in investing in, you know, like people, they, 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 they saw me as like this ghetto genius or whatnot. And so it was just like, um, had, 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 um, had Mr. Jarrett not taken an interest, not had Miss Elena, Mr. Newman, those three people had not taken an interest in my life in high school. I mean, I could end up anyway, but they set me on a path of success, you know, where, um, they took an interest in me, you know, they, they made me, um, clean up my emails. They put me onto game, a lot of stuff that a lot of homies just don't know about because no one ever sat down and showed them because people didn't see them as worth the time. You know, there's people in my neighborhood where I came from that are way more talented than me, way more smart than me, way better than me. You know what I'm saying? But they just don't have the same connections and opportunities that I had, you know? So, um, as I, as I became so caught up in that, I had to reverse and remember that like, I'm no better than them, you know? And that's where humility kicks in, where um, as a Christian, you you know that you're a sinner. You know that you are simply walking on grace. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't nothing but grace that the Lord had me meet the same people. Because, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I there's certain people that I came up with. You know what I'm saying? Certain people that, I know to this day, and we we went to the same school, knew the same people, but we had different experiences, different interactions, different um, outcomes. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That don't, it's, it's nothing that that doesn't speak to how great I am. That speaks to how great he is, right? That he had this long term vision for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like, 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 you know, them take that interest in me it took my craft to another level because I'd always been writing, always been doing what I've been doing on the low. I'd always had these like ideas, but I'll kind of speak them to the homies and, and they gave me the confidence to speak out loud, to pursue them. And they empowered me. They, they, um, they empowered me and they, they made me believe that I could be something that I could do something, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just real disheartening when, um, I, I see things that I see black things not being associated with greatness or potential opportunity. You know, it's just like instantly it's like negativity, you know, it's like we think of black and it's just, it's all bad. Right. And so uh, I just want to encourage any of my black listeners uh, who may be drinking that Kool-Aid, man, that uh, that ain't true. That all these stuff are constructs, white, black, all this stuff. Um, it's just wicked people's wicked minds um, putting people in certain places. But uh, it's like, it's not true. It's not true. Um, you're not less than simply because you're black. You're not whatever people say about you simply because you're black. You know what I'm saying? And so uh just want to encourage people on this episode, man, that, uh, don't fall for that, man, you know, but it's just real disheartening when I hear people speak, you know, when I hear people speak and um, just, you know, it can be tough. But as I was reflecting over the weekend, I was thanking God for making me um, black, you know what I'm saying? 
so I could be a Christian that is black. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I could be able to experience this from the space of a believer and, you know, that God can use me and that hopefully, you know, the Ernest's, the Malcolm's of the world, you know, I think about the different people, um, the Jakaris, different people who have over time said, you know, nice things to me that they, that more of those people come along and they can see um, someone like me that they resonate with doing things. And they can encourage them, you know, um, just like when I seen Chewy come up, seen, um, you know, imaginary other come up, uh, you know, I want to be that same thing for the Najis of the world. Uh, all these cats coming up, the Eric Marcells, you know, I want to, I want to be that for those cats, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, I feel like there was a third, there was a third point that the Lord wanted me to touch on. I'm drawing a blank on it, man. But, uh, I just want to circle back one more time to, uh, just seeing things from God's lens and God's purpose, you know, just, just know that once again, I mean, I, I'm just going to keep saying it until you understand what I'm saying. Um, understand that what you're going through, it ain't meant to break you. It was meant to make you. Um, I couldn't be the husband that I am without my apartment burning down. I can't be the coworker that I am without going through what I went through at my dad's house, at Vince's house. Um, I can't be who I am. I can't be who I am today on this podcast without being born in South Sac, without seeing the things I've uh, seen, without hearing the things I heard, you know? Um, and that gives me a lot of peace. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't look at my past. I don't look at my testimony. I don't look at the things I went through with such sadness, with such darkness. I look at them with gratitude and I still feel them. They still hurt. I'm, I'm still human, but I'm not consumed in it. It doesn't become my identity, right? Um, I'm able to look at certain moments, you know, certain things, uh, certain uh, times of rejection, just all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm able to look at those things. You know, I, I, I'll I share a story where I remember um, I was talking to this girl and uh, I was just really crazy about her. Was in this, I was in this season of just whatever. And uh, she just stopped responding, right? Just stopped. Just, just cut me off, right? Just like really cut me off, man. Like for real. And uh, I was just, I remember just talking to God, being like, this hurts, this hurts, this rejection, this hurts so much. Why are you making me go through this? Why must I suffer like this? Like, why can't you just give me this relationship? Why, why can't um, she just respond? Why can't just anything and uh, that time was the most productive time of my life. Like one of the most productive times of my life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think about when the pandemic happened and looking at God, like, God, I literally just gave my life to you four months ago. Why are you shutting down the church? 
And I remember just being so like afraid, like so afraid to just be, be separated from, you know, from uh, my brothers and sisters physically. Like I, I had relied so much on their faith. I had relied so much on them that I knew that I would be exposed once I, once the Lord separated me. But those two seasons uh, were so pivotal for me. Um, those two seasons made me live with myself, made me deal with myself, uh, made me really um, have to deal with myself. And I think that uh, in this 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 world where we just constantly move and constantly hopping from the next relationship to the next relationship, uh, from one job to the next job, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just hopping around doing stuff and we never really sitting with ourselves, never really just marinating. Right. And so I'm grateful for those seasons, you know, but in the time, uh, I couldn't really understand it. But now as I look back at the rejection that, that I went through with that particular, uh, girl, I, I don't look back at it with hurt. I don't look back at it with anger. I don't look, I, I have no ill will towards her. And this is even before I met Felicia. So I don't even want to put in the context of, well, duh, of course you're not tripping because you got married. You you end up winning in the end. No, uh, it was even before that. It was even before Felicia. Um, there was a certain peace over me, you know what I'm saying? But it's because I was able to understand what God was doing. So if there's something that, that is weighing you down, something that uh, is really keeping you stagnant, stuck in a certain season, hindering your growth, your progress. Um, I want to ask you to try looking at it from God's perspective. Um, an ex, um, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. That, that could be, uh, um, you know, trauma with your parents, um, failed friendships, um, horrible job experiences, um, failures in your music or whatever it is. I don't know. There's a variety of people listening to this show, right? So I could, I could go on. Um, but I pray for you just to look at it from God's perspective, man. Look at it from God's perspective. And, and when you come to God with it, I think that's the issue too. Um, I remember I was talking to my brother in Christ, Paul, and he was saying like a lot of times we'd be like, Oh, well, what should I do in this situation? And he was like, well, what does the Bible say? And it sounds so simple that it's hard. Like we got too much information nowadays that like we overthink things. We overthink things when it's so simple. Like I think about when I make music, there's some songs like that I make where like, if you haven't heard, if you haven't heard God given yet, listen to God given. It's a real simple, like most of the beats I make, I keep them pretty simple. Sometimes I could overthink it and want to do all these things. And sometimes it's just dope as it is already. Right. But, um, we have all this information, but a lot of times the answers are so, the answers are so simple. So it's like, we can sit here all day and be bitter towards something, someone. And we're so, we're so focused on self, right? Because how we are, we're sinners, we're self-centered. Um, we're, 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 we're narcissistic. We don't care about nobody but ourselves. Right. And so, um, we don't even care about the Lord. We don't even check in with him. So 
one thing that I've been doing that I've had to do in my free time is, uh, you know, just ask the Lord why and and what did he want to glean from this and what was the purpose of this and um just when you, when you read the bible when you go through his word when you live in his in his presence uh i'm not saying that if you if your mama dropped dead tonight it's gonna be that much it's gonna be so much easier but what i'm saying is is that it won't stagnate you it, it won't it won't stunt you and that and that in the end you'll be able to glorify him that you'll be able to glorify him through your grief you'll be able to glorify him through your pain through your hurt through your hardship whatever it is right you know what i'm saying i i constantly bring up my house being burned down on purpose because people will say well i i can't tell that you've been through this i can't tell that you've been through that and that's why i talk about what i've been through not because i'm trying to flex not because i'm trying to brag but because I want people to see just how beautiful, how amazing my Lord is. You know what I'm saying? Like people love to give me compliments all the time about humility, about how this and that, you know, my brother talks to me at at my uh, wedding dinner, reception dinner, you know, my brother, Paul, he gave a beautiful speech and he was like, that's a real man right there. That's a real man. And I was touched by that. You know what I'm saying? But I ultimately know why I ultimately know that, the good that 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 my wife sees, the good that my children sees, the good that my that my coworker sees, the 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 good that that my my brother in Christ Paul sees, is not me. It's the Lord, and that's what I want to get across more than anything. Is that what you see? All the good stuff, the stuff that makes you smile, the stuff that makes me um, attractive to you, is not me. It's, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. And um, that's what that is. But, uh, man, keep 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 your people in prayer, man. Um, that's the downfall to us being so, self, so self-centered is that we're always thinking about our stuff. And there's people going through stuff, people hurting. And so, uh, pray for somebody, man. Check in on somebody. Give somebody a call that you've been thinking about. Um, pray for somebody. Somebody that you've been looking at on Instagram. you like, that person wilding out. They tripping. Take a step back. Take a step off your soapbox and uh, pray for that person, man. Keep that person in prayer. Uh, my brother Cyrus White, uh, his mother has transitioned on to heaven. And uh, if you listen to this show and you know Cyrus White, actually just keep him in prayer. Even if you don't know him, say a prayer for him, man. Uh, I'm gonna play our our single at the end of this song, at the end of this episode. Sorry, um, but keep him in prayer. Um, as I look at that situation, knowing that your mother is transitioning or your, your whoever, your loved one is transitioning to heaven doesn't take away the feeling of grief, the feeling of sadness.
as Mount Erie would say, death is real, man. So uh, keep him in prayer. Um, just pray for the world, man. Pray for just anyone. Like I said, think someone that can that can use prayer. Um, text somebody, call somebody. You know, last night before I went to bed, I just text him saying, I love you. You know, um, I think that sometimes we could get so caught in our heads of trying to be perfect, trying to have the right thing to say. And sometimes, once again, the the it can be so simple, but we, we got this information and we, and we all think that we're so great and we're really not. So if there's someone that the Lord puts in your heart today, I'm challenging. Check this out. I'm not even making this a suggestion. I'm telling you to do this. I'm I'm telling you i'm not this isn't optional i want you if you listen to this podcast to text someone that you ain't texting a minute and say i love you uh or text someone who's on your heart and just say i love you some simple it ain't gotta be 10 pages it ain't gotta be a 30 minute um voice text it ain't gotta be an email it could just be some simple i love you um, call somebody you ain't talked to in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Check in. But uh, just spread that goodness, man. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, you know. There's times where I just hit somebody up. Hey, love you. Hey, um, hope hope you're doing well. Um, how can I pray for you? And just how timely it'll be. How much people will just appreciate that and need that. And um, that's what it's about. Um that's what it's about, man. Loving on others. You know what I'm saying? Being an outpouring. You know, I don't want to hear no more excuses about, well, I'm just not like this. Well, this just ain't me. This just blah, blah, blah. It's like, if the Lord, you know, it's like, you know, I was talking to uh, Paul and I mentioned to my wife too about how like, uh, a lot of, hundred percent of the love that my 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 loved ones experience for me is the outpouring of of God's goodness. Like I remember um my wife was saying there was a particular friend we were talking about and she was like, I ain't got it in me to be patient with that person. That's your thing. Um that's more of your thing. Like you can see people experiencing something in real time and have that compassion. And that compassion that I have for um, the 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds, it ain't nothing but an outpouring of the patience that God had for me. Um, I did a lot of dumb stuff. I do a lot of dumb stuff. How about that? But I, I did a lot of dumb stuff when I was a lot of these these cats age, 22, 23, 25, whatever. And so um, it's easy for me. It's, it's kind of like how we read the Bible, right? Like, because we, we have the full Bible, we go, well, well, well why would Peter, um, you know, why, why would they kill Jesus? Uh, why, why would Peter take his eyes off of Jesus and, and drown and blah, 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 blah. And we have all the answers. We have the, we, we, we have all the things, right? Like, they didn't have what we have. And so um, it can be so easy, right, when you have all the answers. And so it's like, yeah, at 31 knowing the process, knowing it, it could be easy for me to look at a 22-year-old and be like, stupid, you know what I'm saying, dummy, 
but no duh just like it'd be easy for someone it could be easy for my dad to look at me from his age and me being 31 and look at me and be like that boy don't even know you know what i'm saying but when the lord's in you when the gospel has 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 really done a a, a work in your heart you are able to be an outpouring of that you know what i'm saying just like when i was a kid I was full of anger. I was just full of nastiness. But that was what was poured into me. You know what I'm saying? I heard a lot of negativity. I heard a lot of nasty talk. I heard a lot of, you know what I'm saying? And so that was I was I was an outpouring of that. Just like your kids, they're out whatever you whether you like it or not, you're pouring into your kids. And so what's outpouring from them is what's been poured into them. Um if your kid is not in an environment that's loving, if there's no love being poured into them, they can't outpour love. Just like if you pour milk into a glass, orange juice can't come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. And so that is that brings me to my third point. Um, you have to create and you have to plant what you want to see. You know, I think about how I always pray um, for communication to grow in my marriage. I always pray for communication and real healthy communication, not just, oh, you going to do this or um, but like real healthy communication, hearing each other, not just uh, speaking, really listening and not listening with intent of responding, but really hearing my partner's heart. And um, I realized, though. You know, in order for me, in order for Felicia to feel comfortable, you know, speaking her her true feelings and and coming to me, uh, that I have to create a space where she feels comfortable. So that means that when she does speak her heart, that I can't be like, that's stupid. I can't say certain things that's going to shut her down. You know, I remember, you know. Growing up in environments where, and and just going to my homies' houses, and they would say stuff. And I remember I'm not gonna say nobody's names, but I remember my friend's mom would always be like, "That's dumb, that's this, that's that." And as we became adults, it made sense why this dude would just shut down the way he did because that's what he always heard. And so when it came time to speak for himself. He wouldn't want to speak up because all he could hear is that voice saying, that's dumb. That's stupid. He couldn't unhear that voice, right? And so uh, you have to be conscious and create. You have to create that, right? If you want your kids to be more open or more whatever, you have to create a, a safe space, a comfortable space that harness that, that encourages that. You can't simply just uh, be like, I want this. You have to create an environment for that. You have to create, you have to create um, good soil. You know what I'm saying? But uh, whatever you pour in will be poured out. You know what I'm saying? You can't pour coffee into a glass 
and they expect T to come out. That's not how this works. So, uh, man, I'm just going to stop right there, man. Uh, me and my brother Cyrus, we have a, a, a single out. Uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, I, I, I enjoyed making this song with him. Uh, as I reflect on the process of making this album, uh, making this song with him, uh, it was so beautiful. Um, last week, I just went on my Spotify and I listened to my songs because I became so numb because I heard them so much. Like I would hear them and I would just skip. And um, it was beautiful to listen to every song and just to relive the process of making them and just to thank the Lord that he chose me, you know what I'm saying, um, to make those particular songs, right? And so um, take some time sometimes just to reflect and, and just and just marvel in something great that the Lord has uh, done through you, whether it's music, whether it's giving birth, um, you know, I don't know, whatever it is. Just reflect, man. Just reflect and just uh, let that consume you. And once again, you know, that stuff's going to pour out of you, right? But, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just is what it is. I remember Mark would talk about, like, you can't be eating Cheetos all night and then be like, well, why why, why is my stomach hurting? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, of course. So, um, spiritual diets, man. Spiritual diets. Um, this is our new single, me, Cyrus White. Um keep him and his loved ones in prayer. I'm going to catch on next episode. Uh, yeah, catch on next episode, and then I'll talk about some music and whatnot. Anywho, it's your boy Natty Free. This is the Edgar Dangerous Podcast. I love you. I love you. I love you. yee They gonna hate me because of you. I just want to speak through. They gon' hate me cause of, you. cause of you I just gotta speak my truth, speak the truth. They gon' hate me cause of, you. cause of you I just gotta speak my truth, speak the truth. Love you no matter what I go what I through do. Love you no matter what I go through They gon' hate me cause of you, cause of you. They gon' hate me cause of, you. cause of you I just gotta speak the truth I just gotta speak the truth Have to swallow like we sippin' on a honey brew Loud like I'm in the booth They gon' hate me cause of you They gon' talk about my booth They gon' hate me cause of you but I just gotta speak my truth speak I my hear them talking but I put them on mute, on mute. Because, of you. because of you I just gotta share the truth, share the truth. I just gotta share the truth, share the truth. I 
just gotta share the truth. Hey Nat, can you imagine getting spit on, get hit with the cat and nine tails? Can you imagine, can you fathom, being pierced with nine inch nails? Blood dripping, enough to fill the cup of the holy grail. Snatching from very depths of hell, God's son sacrifice has prevailed. God, you always existed, but decided to be born. The ones you were trying to save, designed and made you a crown of thorns. Victims of a bitter fruit, so tasty with so much to lose. One bite, one light, I tell the truth. No Jesus, no redemption from me or you. So hold on, step back, let us recap. Battle of the flesh is bitter internally. Your boy is torn, blindfolded, close to the cliff, like like I haven't been warned. Came one step closer to having the same spirit as their children of the corn. Trust the one who calmed the storm, who gives you the power to be reborn. They hate me because I love them more than the hate of a woman who has been scorned. Betrayed by Judas Iscariot, our sins, you know he buried it. When he returns, the warring angels will be riding on those chariots. The sins of the world are shoulders. Alone and strong enough to carry it Even in weakness, love for us He carried the cross to Calvary He felt the pain every second minute Even hourly Satan didn't know every drop of his blood Automatically empowers me Satan can torture me to tell a lie The truth will come about me I survived being baptized So no fear when they tried to drown me It was finished was the last word spoken I went from being an outcast to being chosen To being healed from being broken To finally know where I'm going Thank you.